This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Now, many of us are at home looking into the fridge more often, cooking at home more often, and trying to find more ways of bringing nature back in when we can't go out into it. Whether you want to grow your own food or you want to experience more green beauty at home, this is the time to get started. As someone who loves gardening myself, I was so excited to speak to Tatiana Antonelli, who's the founder of Goombook, about why it's actually a great idea to start a home garden. I think, first of all, it's uh, it's very educational. It's something that if we do it at home with our children, you know, just the process of germination, uh, will help children understand what it is about, how is nature all around us actually coming up. It all starts from seeds. Uh, so it's, it's really good to do that with them at home. Of course, it's a long process. So we, we cannot expect suddenly to have, you know, an avocado <laughs> or lemons coming out of our plants immediately. Um, it's a good idea to start now. Uh, but of course, we're not going to be able to use the produce now. It's going to be, it's a long process. But I think also through this pandemic, what we're learning is patience. And we're understanding that we need to take things with a different pace. And, and this is one of the, you know, tick marks of, of the good things we can learn. It's really about understanding how to use our time and how to, you know, live at a slower pace and how to appreciate everything. And also this process of growing will make us appreciate food in general. And I think it's very important for everyone to understand how difficult it is to grow food. I love to grow at home. I'm, I'm, I love growing things at home. And, and so I brought in like sage and I've already got like rosemary and, you know, mint and, and all kinds of herbs growing and different things like that. I brought a plant in and I asked my daughter to guess what it was. I asked my husband to guess what it was and neither of them could guess. And it was a chili plant. Neither of them could guess that it was chili. They looked at the little white flowers and they were like, well, that looks like jasmine. I'm like, it's not jasmine. <laughs> and you could see the little tiny chilies coming out, but it wasn't you enough see? of a clue. It isn't because we're used to the end product, right? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really nice. And uh, definitely herbs uh, help at home and they grow faster. So it's, it's a great idea to have them. And the next step would be start cooking, you know, with them uh, at home with the children also to discover flavors and taste. So definitely it's really, really, really nice. On the other hand, I think it also makes us understand, apart from the time that it takes to grow them, the resources, right? The amount of water needed to grow plants and, and fruits and herbs, the amount also of soil. So there was a nice experiment that we posted last week on our social media on how we can grow back certain vegetables in our kitchen, for example, when we use carrots or beetroot or celery. Sometimes when we cut the head, we can actually keep it, put it in water, and it will start growing again for a certain period of time. But then we need to move it into soil or it's not going to make it. So the importance of, of soil as well. And, and here there's a huge movement actually, and this is so nice. It's homegrown and it's about, you know, composting food waste and producing fertilizer and mix it with the soil, enriching the soil. Because here at the end of the day, it's, we have sand. So to grow 
our vegetables and our fruits we need to enrich the soil but it's something we can do at home so I invite everyone to, you know, to go on Facebook and follow these groups of, of composters. There's a nice Facebook uh, and also a website called Make Soil. So they will take food waste from you and they will make soil and you can take the soil from them. Uh, of course, now with, with uh, the lockdown, it's, it's more difficult. But in our you know, normal lives, hopefully, when we go back to normal, this is something that we can do. And not everyone is is able to use food waste and to compost at home. Maybe they don't have the time, they have a restricted space, but it's good to know there's a community so that can help to, to do this. And there's one more thing I think is really important is to understand how much we waste in terms of food. And hopefully now with this lockdown, we, we are able to, to see it. I don't know if you experience the same thing in your house, but being all of us at home, 24 uh, 7 you know we eat at home we and and everything we do it at home so we also waste everything at home mm. uh, it's not anymore that I, I waste in the office or I waste in other places during my day and so just a small amount of our waste then is in my home now everything is, is at home and I can see along our road all the beans are full the recycling beans but the normal yeah. beans is we're producing much more waste in our households and same is for the food. So hopefully this is going to trigger in each one of us, you know, uh, a kind of a reaction of, oh, look at how much I've been producing today in terms of maybe packaging because we're ordering more, but also food. And so how can we use this food waste or, or try to reduce it first, of course. Coming up next, Tatiana gives us the best tips on starting from scratch, whether you live in an apartment or a villa. That's coming up on Life Beats on Pulse95. Pulse95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse95. Welcome back to Life Beats, the home edition, and I'm speaking to Goom Books' Tatiana Antonelli about how easy it is to start your home garden right now, whether you live in an apartment or a villa, and even how to use scraps to start growing. So, of course, I think there's a difference between uh, people who have uh, an apartment or live in an apartment or in a villa. So, in, a, in an apartment, I would um, look at an area near a window with uh, enough light to at least grow the, the, the herbs. I would start with herbs like you are doing with, with your daughter. That's the easiest. Um, we can find seeds and we can buy them online as well um, and start with the seeds. Or we can do, as we posted on our social media, we can start from the little heads of vegetables that we're usually throwing. So when we chop the head of a carrot or a beetroot or a celery, we can keep them, put them in water and see them grow back. Then if we have the possibility to have, you know, some soil, um, then we can have little pots and grow these in um, with soil. We put some soil, put the heads that have grown in the water back into the soil and we might have then, you know, fresh celery, fresh beetroots and, and fresh carrots. Now to have carrots, I think you need too many pots <laughs> in an apartment that would be more suitable for for a, a, a villa and where we have outdoor space uh, if we are in a villa then we can start straight 
on the soil. If we have some space uh, with grass, we can remove the grass and, and try to do it straight in the soil. Or if you, you have someone more handy in the house, we can actually maybe uh, build or order those crates that are elevated and, and have our you know proper beds where you grow then in a more, let's say, professional way. So it's really depending on how much you want to invest. But um, baby steps. So really starting from herbs would be a great idea and uh, we can all do that in our in our homes plus if we want to you know uh, start composting there are a few possibilities that are you we can order online they will be delivered to us you have uh, for example the bokashi beans that are quite easy they don't smell and they allow us you know to uh, somehow use the food waste that will give us on a daily basis some liquid uh, that liquid is really good as a fertilizer and then on a weekly basis that uh, then can be either thrown in our garden in a special hole and then that will create uh, better soil and enriched soil so yes we have we have different steps that's amazing you know and it sounds like you can start with anything and uh, something that i always talk about is the fact that you know when you have a salad as well usually if you've got tomatoes in your salad at the bottom of the salad bowl you'll have some seeds in there throw that into some soil and then you'll have tomatoes growing that's what i do in my garden and i've got like little cherry tomatoes just growing just from nothing just from like you said you know it's the food waste that we don't think about even like the stuff that you like you don't need to throw anything out and when i saw on social media that you guys had posted about the little food scraps you know the carrots and the turnips and the beetroot i just love that so much so my little Greg carrot, I, you know, put it in water. I was like, I forgot that you could do that, you know? And it's just like, let's do that. It's just brilliant. And, you know, my, my kids are seeing it and they're like, this is so cool. And eventually it will go into, into soil. So I love that we can do that. What about composting at home? You mentioned that there are places that can come and take your waste away and then they can use that, which is brilliant. And I've always thought, wow, here in the UAE, we actually have the perfect climate for composting because it needs to be humid and it needs to be hot for composting to work. So how do you make that work? So composting is, is a whole world and there are a lot of different techniques and from really starters and beginners up to really advanced. And I can see, I follow a few groups on, on social media. It's funny to see how people start really small and suddenly they make the big announcement. So now I'm moving to the next big you know bin and you, and you have you can have different stages I'm not an expert in composting i follow yes. experts there's this amazing gentleman called bishnoi who does free training uh, and and workshops everywhere in dubai he will go bring his beans and explain to the community how to do it so I'd, i invite everyone to follow him on on facebook uh, if you you know search for compost and bishnoi, you will you will find him immediately. And uh, I would also follow the group Make Soils. It's an international um, community. So if you look at their website, actually, they have uh, soil makers everywhere. And uh, the local community in the UAE started recently, and it is really helping each other. So people dedicated and and really good at making soil. You can deliver your food waste to them and they will process the soil and then you can go and pick up healthy soil to grow your vegetables uh, at home 
So it really depends on how much we want to do and how much time we want to spend on it. It's just a matter of wanting to do it and then you can choose the, the best solution. In terms of your home garden, are we just thinking, okay, if I don't have a plot, if I'm not going to, you know, do like a proper a planting plot, you can just start with pots and garden soil, basically, can't you? And some seeds. A hundred percent. Actually, I have to thank our nanny because uh, she's passionate about growing uh, from seeds. And so every time we cook at home, she will keep the seeds, dry them, and then she will sprinkle them around uh, our garden or in pots, extra pots that we've, we've have, uh, we had outside. She would put some soil exactly as you say and sprinkle the seeds in it. And now we have chili, we have mango, we have papaya, uh, we have peppers, we have zucchinis. We have a bit of everything just by, you know, sprinkling. Um, something also useful is to know the right timing. Now uh, the summer is coming, so maybe it's not really the right time to, to, to plant uh, some seeds because they're going to dry because of the heat. Uh, but definitely when you cook, always look at the seeds, even strawberries. You know, my, my kids, when I told them that, 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 that little thing that goes in between their teeth, those are seeds, they were, they were amazed. And, and so we did the experiment. We removed all those little seeds with a little knife and we've kept them. And now let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> Coming up next, how do you factor in the UAE heat when growing at home and the benefits of bringing greenery inside? That's next. You're listening to Pulse 95. This is Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to my conversation with Tatiana Antonelli on Life Beats, the home edition. We're talking about starting a home garden, how easy it really can be. Here I ask her about how to mitigate the effect of the heat on plants and some of the most common mistakes in home gardening. If we are able to, you know, follow up on the growth of, of these plants and, and little trees in our home, absolutely we can do it. It's just a matter of making sure that the humidity is right, that they get enough water, but not too much. And that, of course, sunlight is always available. I know many people tried growing uh, cherry tomatoes uh, in their balconies or at home, and it didn't work for one main reason. There was not enough sun and light so every every species will need different conditions uh, but definitely let's i would invite everyone to try with tomatoes uh, you can even take a, a big tomato slice it you don't even need to remove the seeds just slice the tomato and put these slices in uh, a pot cover with uh, putting potting soil and it's done it will come and the skin and the flesh of the tomato will be a natural fertilizer Oh, wow. I love that. Just simple, straight in, done. And sometimes, you know, if you've got like a cherry tomatoes or whatever, there might be one that's kind of slightly starting to go off or something. Just chuck that straight into <laughs> into the pot as well. Um, but exactly. So, okay, great. So having the right amount of sun in the area, what are some of the other gardening mistakes that people make? And by the way, about watering too much. I love that you mentioned that. Because we all think we're going to kill the plant if we don't water it enough. But actually, I'm surprised by the number of plants you can kill by watering too much as well. Something that people don't think about. 
It's true, and and that's why always uh, it's always important, for example, to check if the pots we're using have some holes at the bottom to allow the mm. drainage, because if we have stagnating water, that's really not healthy. Water needs to be always clean, and bring you know um, the good uh, elements to to the possible plant and and uh, herbs. It's um, but even if the water is clean, if we put too much, it's going to soak so much. It's not going to allow the seed to to be healthy. It's going to ruin it. So definitely, it's like humans, right? We're happy with water, but if we drink too much water, it's not healthy for us. If we don't drink enough, it's not healthy for us. So water is always in need at a, in in a good balance. Let's say we need to balance water in everything we do. Mm-mm. And take this time really to experiment, I think, right? To experiment and actually just start growing because sometimes, because every situation can be different. And so to experiment where you are um, and with what you've got, I think is is just great right now. I noticed when I went grocery shopping, the plants had disappeared. People are planting at home. People are getting excited and thinking, okay, if I'm going to be stuck at home, I want greenery, I want beauty around me. So, which is brilliant, right? I mean, it's proven that plants have a huge benefit uh, on our health and on our well-being and on our mental well-being. There is even even for uh, the air we breathe in our homes. It's really important to have plants that will clean the air. There was a beautiful and very relevant um, study done by NASA, maybe 10 years ago, where they were advising people to keep a certain type of plants. It was 20 different types of plants that actually clean the air, the indoor air of our apartments, of our offices. They will absorb toxins, they will absorb uh, pollutants in the air. So definitely for, for, for many different reasons, plants are really important from a, a beauty perspective, uh, but also we need greenery. We, it, it's important for us. It, it really relates to well-being to have uh, colors and greenery around us. So it definitely, for many, many reasons, we need plants, not only fruits or, or produce or lettuce, but definitely flowers and, 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 and leaves, uh, alive leaves around us, which, which really is a call back to, to life, right? Yes, of course, we all miss nature. So why not bring nature back inside if we can't be outside with it? Now, before the pandemic hit, the most important conversation was around the climate emergency and our need to live more sustainably. So I had to ask Tatiana, what does sustainability really mean? Sustainable living and how do we put that into practice in our everyday lives? Thanks for asking, because actually, I think um, not it, it's difficult to understand what sustainability actually means some the majority of people think it's only related to the environment but actually sustainability is um, the the intersection of three main pillars one of them being society the community the other one being uh, the economy and the third one being environment the environment so if these three pillars work in harmony they're not going to hurt each other. We're going to live in, a, in the right sustainable way. So if we consume the right products, we're not going to hurt uh, the environment. We're not going to deplete resources. Um, if I hire in the right way, I'm not going to go into child labor or sweatshops. Um, if I need to make furniture uh, with wood, but I 
you know, grow sustainably some forest and I know how much I can consume of that wood, I'm not going to damage the, the environment. And one of the biggest aspects of our daily life, for example, is water. We need water to cook, we need water to wash ourselves, we need water uh, to drink, but we also need water to produce all the things we, we have around us. Everything we use has a water footprint. So for example, when I'm using you know, my computer, this computer has a water, uh, water footprint. Um, when I uh, buy t-shirts, those t-shirts have been made with water. So you can see how everything around us is connected. Uh, to natural resources, to people who've produced them, and, and also to businesses who've invested, but they've invested in the right people, in the right resources, in the right product. So everything works in harmony, and that's where we, we reach a, le a level of um, sustainability. Now, how to reach sustainability means the way we consume, the way we produce, and, and now we relate all this to the, the the main idea of circularity and circular economies everything we do uh, you know is is designed in a way consumed in a way and and disposed in a way that it will come back and reused so um, uh, this is very important in in the way uh, our economies are going to move forward so this is a good way that resources are going to be preserved so there are a lot of little things that rotate around sustainability but the main idea is that everything works without hurting the other pillar coming up tatiana talks the incredible impact of food waste and the simple ways that we can all be part of the solution that's next here on life beats on pulse 95 This is Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats on Pulse 95. It's the home edition where we're talking starting a home garden, as well as Goombook's new food waste campaign called Eat It or Save It. I was stunned to read that every time we buy an apple and throw it away, we're wasting four and a half buckets of water. That is just how much it takes to grow just one apple. So imagine then how much water, land, soil, resources, and human effort it actually takes to grow every grain, fruit, vegetable, dairy, and meat product on earth. I asked Tatiana why thinking about food waste is so important. So I, I like uh, how you said, how you use the word away. Right, but there's not such thing as away. When we throw things, they go away, <laughs> but they actually go somewhere. And and this is where the problem is: is that we don't have as consumers any visibility on what happens to waste and specifically food waste. And that's why we decided to launch the campaign. Something that not many people know is that around the world, uh, almost 33% of food produced globally is wasted. And, and with world hunger uh, on the rise and, you know, the idea that a third of all food produced is lost or goes to waste and to landfill is really sad. I, I, I can't find any other word. For me, it's really sad and ir irresponsible. So we really have a part to play in reducing food uh, waste. 
um, specifically also for all the resources that go into producing that food. And as we, 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 we talked about earlier, the time needed to grow food, um, the efforts done by all uh, the, the agricultures and, 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 and the, the sector itself, the water that goes into growing that food. And it's not only you know, about uh, fruits and vegetables, but it's also about meat. In the UAE alone, just to, to, to help our listeners to understand a bit more, we have over 10 million tons of food being mobilized in the UAE uh, per year. And we have 3.3 million tons of food wasted. So that's, just to put things into perspective, it's around 135,000 trucks that every day, each one of us, we are throwing five bowls of rice in the bin every day. To make us understand, uh, just try to think about us taking five bowls of rice and throw them into the bin. It's crazy. This is why uh, we decided to launch the campaign for people to be aware. And I strongly believe that once we know, we start caring. And that's knowing that we are throwing all this food and that this food has cost so much to be produced and delivered to us and then that we just throw it it's it's important to know that we can stop this in terms of of financials for example people uh, don't know that all this if they maybe don't find it shocking to throw you know five bowls of, of rice in the bean every day maybe from a financial point of view just to say that it costs a lot of money and for the UAE it's about 13 billion dirhams of food wasted which is around 1500,000 dirhams per person of food wasted and then if if we want to put things again in, into a, another perspective talking about you know climate change for example food waste has a huge impact on climate change and on the environment and um, it's very harmful and there's a there's a big carbon footprint attached to food waste which is around in the UAE the food waste is equivalent to uh, 1 million cars per year emitting the same amount of of CO2 that's unbelievable it just really like when when you put that image out there it just helps us to understand how serious the problem is so how do we tackle that every day what should we be doing so the first thing is the way we consume and uh, there are uh, the first advice would be when we go out and or when we now order the food that we need for um, the week let's say Let's be mindful of, of what we're ordering. Let's make sure that we know what we're going to use. Uh, one tip would be to prepare the menu for the week. Let's say every day, these are the things I'm going to cook. And I know that I need strictly just this. Because sometimes we get excited. We go over these, you know, list of food and we say, oh, nice. I would love to try this and that. And I could purchase this and use it later. But then... What happens is that a lot of food expires in our fridge or in our cupboards because we've forgotten, because we never had the opportunity to use that new recipe or because maybe I was really hungry when I did the shopping and I got excited and ordered much more than what was really needed. So the first advice is let's be very mindful when we order the food uh, that we purchase to make sure that it's strictly 
just uh, what we're going to need. Then when we cook, we should always be mindful of the little waste that goes around. And for example, with vegetables, what I always say is keep these peelings, keep all the heads, keep everything and put it in the freezer. And with that, you are going to be able to make, you know, stock, either vegetable stock. If you have maybe some uh, meat bones, you can also mix the bones with the, with the vegetables and make a nice base for a soup or even for a risotto uh, later on. I mean, vegetable stock or, or chicken stock is really useful in, uh, in, in the kitchen. And even when we right now to boost our immune system, it's really good to drink regularly some uh, warm uh, broth, for example, and chicken uh, soup. They're all just such great ideas that every every one of us can do. And it's brilliant to see. I mean, this is a movement that's coming up now where people are really thinking about food waste. Somebody who's been on the program as well, Massimo Batura, he wrote the book, you know, Bread is Gold, which I just think is the most amazing thing. And it's about those ingredients that are ordinary or about to be thrown out and what you can do with them in your kitchen. And he's somebody who's like so anti-food waste, like he will give you tips on how to use banana peels. Like you you should not throw a single thing out. And, and I love seeing that now, now that we're in quarantine, we get to watch amazing chefs like him cooking in the kitchen and in quarantine using everything that they've got. Um, Jose Andres is another one who I love watching as well. And there, there are so many out there, but you get to go inside their kitchens and they, they show you, okay, if this is all you've got, this is what you can make and it's amazing and it's beautiful and you can use every part of that ingredient. We don't need to throw anything out. True, and, and it's actually fun to experiment. Um, these days, for example, I, I finished my uh, breadcrumbs so I just went into all my cupboards and found crackers and uh, yeah. things that, uh, that I forgot about and, and old bread. I put everything in the oven, dried it and then put into my mixer, blended it and I had an amazing <laughs> new quality of uh, breadcrumbs and we did some new you know, chicken nuggets in the house with the different breadcrumbs. So we went through a testing uh, session and actually the children loved all of them. They didn't notice any difference i mean there was a difference in taste and texture but actually they 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 liked each one of them and i got rid of all these leftovers i had in my cupboard so chin chin yes. <laughs> i 10 points uh but definitely and and massimo bottura for me is a true inspiration i remember when uh in brazil uh he was able to cook for all the the athletes uh, one night only with food waste uh, and he he was also invited here in during one of the government summits and he yes. did the, the one of the major dinner the main dinners of the event uh, was all about food waste but the guests couldn't tell it was so yeah. delicious so nice and nutritious there's really nothing against cooking with uh, leftovers just uh, knowing what we can do with it and funnily enough now I can see on Instagram different chefs, uh, but also, you know, amateur who are using our grandparents recipes. What can we do with old bread? Well, you just put it in milk, you fry with butter and it, it's, you know, it's pain perdu and, and you have this delicious 
uh, recipes that are very healthy that you can use for breakfast and with something you would have thrown. So it's also going back a bit to our roots and on our culture and heritage and finding in, in, our, in our old recipes uh, things that we, we used to do. I remember for my, for my grandmother, the idea to throw food would have been really something a lack of responsibility, uh, really irresponsible to throw food because they've been through tough times, through wars, through, you know, hunger. And, and for them, you would never throw anything. Truly so much that we could learn there. That was Tatiana Antonelli of Goombook. Lots more resources can be found on social media and on the Goombook website with lots of tips and books to read about changing our world for the better because really there couldn't be a better time than now. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.